based on the Green New Deal. Okay, I'll tell you what. We have our own Green New Deal. Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around. Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can do is Senator, if this doesn't get turned around in 10 years, you're looking at the faces of the people who are going to be living with these consequences. The government is supposed to be for the people and by the people and all You know what's interesting about this group? I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality. And I know what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit. I hear what you're saying, but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to us. That's your, How old are your you job. How old I'm are 16. You? I well, can't. You didn't vote, vote for me. It doesn't matter. We're going to be the ones who are impacted. You I understand that. I have seven grandchildren. Senator, the cost of and not taking this action is far higher than the cost of what the Green New Deal will be. Any plan that doesn't take bold, transformative okay. action is not going to be what we need. Well, you know better than I do. So I think one day you should run for the Senate. Great. And we then you do it your you, way. But by we that time, time, in the meantime, by that time, there's I just, I just won a big election. One year ago, I was waitressing in a taco shop in downtown Manhattan. I just got health insurance for the first time a month ago. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. You want to tell people that their concern and their desire for clean air and clean water is elitist? Tell that to the kids in the South Bronx, which are suffering from the highest rates of childhood asthma in the country. Tell that to the families in Flint, whose kids have their blood is ascending in, in lead levels. Their brains are damaged for the rest of their lives. Call them elitist. You're telling them that those kids are trying to get on a plane to Davos? People are dying. They are dying. And the response across the other side of the aisle is to introduce an amendment five minutes before a hearing and a markup. This is serious. This should not be a partisan issue. This is about our constituents and all of our lives. Iowa, Nebraska, broad swaths of the Midwest are drowning right now underwater. Farms, towns that will never be recovered and never come back. And we're here and, and people are more concerned about helping oil companies than helping their own families? I don't think so. I don't think so. Hello, listeners. I'm Kristen Tiesch, your host of this episode of Eyes on Conservation. So we just heard from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez after her Green New Deal was shot down by the Senate And we also heard from Dianne Feinstein, who in her office shot down the youth of the Bay Area as they challenged her to support the Green New Deal. On the heels of the last episode from Serena Simons, she interviewed Chiwetel Ejiofor about his film, The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. He spoke at length about the value of embracing the ideas of the youth in a way that gives them an opportunity to let their ideas develop. As you all know, climate change is bringing so many challenges into our lives. And really, it's the youth of today who are going to not only live with the problems, but solve them if we're going to have a world that's livable moving forward into the future. 
And the youth have risen up. We've got 16-year-old Greta Thunberg from Sweden, who began her school strike in August of 2018. And since then, a global movement has arisen in countries all across the world, with youths following her lead and walking out of school to protest the inaction by our political leaders on our climate crisis. So on March 15, 2019, all across the world... Students walked out of school to amplify their voices together to tell our global leaders that now is the time to find and act upon solutions to create a livable planet for all generations to come. So here's my experience attending the Youth Climate Strike in San Francisco, California on March 15, 2019. I'm currently on a muni bus on my way down to Nancy Pelosi's office because today is March 15th and it's the day of the global youth climate strike. So I'm going to go down to hear from some of the youths of San Francisco who've decided to tell Nancy Pelosi what they think she should do about taking climate action and especially in support of the Green New Deal. Market Street. There's so many signs that I, I can't wait to share some of these messages with you. There are a lot of people out here today. So this is so exciting to see all of these youths out here spreading the message about why we need a Green New Deal, why we need our politicians to pay attention to youth voices. Anyway, this is so great to be out here in San Francisco with all these young people because the future is really in their hands. That's why I'm out here as an ally marching with them. My name is Ani Hachowski. I'm a senior at Berkeley High School. Tell me what your sign says. It says... We care. Why don't you? And then can you tell me a little bit more about the sign, like why why that message is important for you? Um, I think it's that we are caring about our future. We want to believe that we have a future. And the people in power don't seem to care about our future. They don't see it as our future. They see it as some distant thing that doesn't affect them. And it, it might not affect them, but it definitely affects us. So I think that they need to see that we're their children, we're their grandchildren, and they need to help us and work with us to protect our Earth because nothing's going to happen if they don't start to um, make change happen. What is, the, what is the change that you'd like to see happen? Um, I agree with a lot of the New Green Deal. I think that we need to replace non-renewable sources with solar energy, nuclear energy, other types of renewable sources. Um, and, yeah, I think that we need to be more conscious of how we affect our surroundings and begin to make um, changes in all of, you know, in our government and in our businesses and make sure that corporations are being held accountable for their actions. Yeah. 
if you could say one thing to Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein, what would it be? I would say you have the power. We have power, but you have power. You are a woman. You are a strong woman. I respect you for that. And you need to help us. You need to work with us. So I'm Monica Lindris. I'm from New Technology High School in Napa, California. Okay, so wow, Napa, you came all the way down to uh, San Francisco for the climate march. Yes, I did. How does it feel to be surrounded by so many people? It's amazing. I wanted to come here because I knew that I'd be surrounded by so many people that had the same ideas as me. Like, I think about it a lot, that the climate change, and a lot of people don't share my ideas. When I talk to other people, they're like, yeah, I, we don't care about the climate. Like, I don't see a problem with it. So I want to come and show my support this way and be around people that have the same ideas. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about what your sign says and why that's important? Okay, so my sign says the oceans are rising and so are we. So I think for me, the oceans rising is obviously a big issue. And it's kind of saying that even like they're rising and we're going to rise too. We're not going to just let suffer through this. We're not going to wait for it to happen. We're going to rise up and try to stop it. So, yeah, this mo- this youth movement is so impressive. As somebody who's a few generations past you, um, I'm, I'm really inspired by the young people and your guys' power. Um, can you speak to me a little bit about what you think about this global youth movement that's happening? Honestly, I think it's amazing. Um, I It's so many youth are getting involved it's just so new and fresh and it's not all the older generation trying to protect us we're doing it for ourselves we're not just waiting for the adults to protect us i think it's really amazing and i love that everyone's getting involved speaking of adults if you if you could say one thing to nancy pelosi and diane feinstein what would it be i tell them kind of what I love about our world and what I don't want it to change. Like, I want to be able to still go to the beach in 20, 30 years and not have it be covered in plastic. I want to be able to go outside and hike and not have to worry about toxic fumes. So I just ask them to protect that for us and make sure that our world stays as beautiful as it is. My name's Rebecca. I live in Concord. What brought you out today as an adult to the Youth Climate March? I believe that uh, this uprising of youth is the first thing I've seen in my lifetime that has the chance to actually bring about the change we need to save our climate. And I just felt called to be here and support because we need this. Are you a parent or do you have children? No, I got married last year and my husband and I very much want to have children and have been having some deep discussions about whether that's something that we ought to do, given that we don't know whether they're going to inherit a livable world, whether they're going to have food to eat by the time they're my age, and whether if they do have food to eat, it will be at the expense of some other child who doesn't. Right, so that's actually like a lot of anxiety that you're feeling about this question that should just be bringing you joy. Yes, yes, I am deeply afraid of the direction that this planet is headed. uh, It does keep me up at night. So can you tell me what your sign says and what that means for you? Um, One side of the sign says support the youth, save their planet. And I just want to see all these beautiful children have 
a place they can live where they have food and water and are not constantly afraid of natural disasters. The other side of my sign says, Schools for Climate Action supports the strikers. Schools for Climate Action is an organization that's working on getting school boards, student councils, PTAs, etc. to pass resolutions calling on uh, Congress to take climate action. Okay, it's starting to get really loud here, so I'm going to cut off the interview now. Thank you so much for talking to me. My name is Gage, and I'm actually in the Bay Area visiting from Florida. Uh, we decided to come out here uh, to support the movement. Oh, you were visiting from Florida, yes. and then you heard about this event. Yeah, exactly. My girlfriend, uh, Taya, is really involved with uh, the whole movement. If you could tell me your name as well. Yeah, my name is Taya Lindsay. Um, I am a student in Florida, and I'm a state volunteer with uh, Our Children's Trust, which is actually um, the organization behind the Juliana uh, versus government, U.S. government case, which is the children, 20 youth places that are uh, suing the government. Yes, I've heard about that. Yes. There's, a, there's a film about it. Yes, on 60 Minutes, yeah. As somebody who's a few generations older than you, I am so inspired by this youth movement and what all these young people are doing, you know, to, to raise your voices and to make yourself heard. We all met at Nancy Pelosi's office, and as an outsider, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and their response to the young people who brought up the climate issue? Well, the organization I'm involved with is not partisan at all, so it's not really like a political thing as it is just an uh, action that we need to take universally. Um, I don't think it has much to do with politics whatsoever. I mean, of course, we have to pass legislation, but... Uh, Mostly the movement is about children who need a future and we're fighting for it, um, whether it's Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. I am not super familiar with uh, Pelosi's stance on the whole issue. Well, she's been a little standoffish about yeah. the Green New Deal. Um, I definitely think that we need a complete radicalism when it comes to the movement. If you're not all in, then you're not a part of it at all. Uh, I think there's a lot of complacency, a lot of complacency in uh, the movement. So if you're not all in, then you're not a part of it, is, I think what the youth are saying, you know, what we're, what we're saying. There's no time left to be dragging yeah. feet on these yeah, things. Yeah, there's no time to debate this issue. It's, that's why I'm saying it's not political. It's not up for debate. It's happening. One thing that I read, Greta Thunberg actually was inspired by the youth movement out of Parkland, uh, Florida. That was one of the reasons why she decided to take that first step to strike. What do you see different between what's happening here today in San Francisco versus the way that students might take to the streets and protest in Florida, or is it the same? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I mean, just youth people or young people are seeing that there's issues and adults aren't really doing much about it, so we're saying, you know, we're, we're going to take charge, uh, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, I saw that a lot in Florida. It's a lot more uh, Republican, a lot more conservative there, so it was a little bit more... Um, of a groundbreaking thing, I guess, for, for students to stand up and say, we're not going to take this anymore. Um, I think here it's a little more, you know, adults are a little more understanding. Uh, but I remember when Parkland happens and we had protests in my college and uh, where I was going to school, um, we had administration that just didn't want to be part of it whatsoever because of their political stances. Can you both tell me about the signs that you're holding today and yeah. what that means to you? Why don't you go first? 
Uh, so I'm holding a sign uh, that says "Restore the Earth to Her Prime," and it's drawn with the Amazon Prime logo. It looks like a smiley face with upside down, like a frown. And that's just talking about obviously the impact that shipping companies and all of our you know consumerist habits have on the Earth and our environment. And what does your sign say? Uh, well, I have a quote from uh, Greta Thunberg, which is "Change is coming, whether you like it or not." Uh, and then I also have um, "Respect your mother, or get the hell out of the house," <laughs> as in the House of Representatives. <laughs> Right on. Okay, so um, if you could say one thing to your own representative in in Congress, um, what would you say? I would say the youth is coming, so get ready. Uh, Be a part of it or get out of the way. My name is Ida Rado, and I came from Sebastopol, California, up north north of the Bay. Okay, so you came all the way down, and are you a teacher, or do you work in education? Yes, I work with kids outside, um, helping them to get to know the lands that they live with and on. Our classroom is outside, and we work with kids from ages uh, 5 to 12, using practices of learning to um, look look at what's happening on the land and the patterns on the land, to then also look internally um, and within our friendships and build resilience. So how do you feel as an adult, like being part of the youth movement today? Uh, I feel in awe and, uh, yeah, just on the way down here, hearing the news about the shooting in New Zealand, um, feel have had tears in my body many times throughout this march, just feeling um, so in support of all of these young people and just the brilliance of, of, I mean, a lot of this march is teens, like heavy in teens and just the amount of excitement and passion that is here and willingness to voice and voice what they're wanting is uh, just super inspiring and yeah I'm so glad to be here. So Diane Feinstein whose office we're marching by right now if you could say one thing to Nancy Pelosi or Diane Feinstein what would it be? I would just uh, ask both of these women to listen to the voices that are young and excited and ready to take leadership in the world and um, and be in support of what they're asking. Yeah, and also to think back to their own teen years and child years and, and ask themselves, what is it that you were passionate about and how could you have been supported and then give that kind of support to the young people today. My name is Clara Spinrad and I go to MLK Middle School. In what city? In Berkeley. Can you tell me a little bit about your sign, what it says and what it means to you? Yeah, so my sign says, if we want to, we can. And it means, like, if we want to stop climate change, we can. We already have a solution. So to you, what what are those solutions? Um, Our solutions, well, we can stop getting coal, and we can stop, like, getting oil, and, and, like, stop releasing carbon. And instead, we can do, like, solar panels and, like, other alternative clean energy. This is so inspiring to be here today. What do you, what do you, how do you feel about being surrounded by so many young people who share your beliefs? Um, well, I've never really done anything like this before. It feels really good because, like, they're like me. They feel the same way as me. Um, I have been to protests before. But this is the first one where there's, like, so many, like, young people and they're all fighting for, like, the same thing that's, like, really important to especially kids. Can you tell me how old you are? I'm 11, almost 12. 
if you could imagine a better world, what, do, what would it look like? A better world would definitely be we would get like all of our energy cleanly, like uh, solar panels, um, like wind turbines and stuff like that. If you could say anything to Diane Feinstein or Nancy Pelosi, what would it be? Uh, um, I would say that, well, they should definitely, like, sign the Green New Deal. Definitely. Now I'm here with Clara's mom. Tell me what inspired you to come out here today. My name is Wendy, and uh, I'm just very worried about the future. I'm really worried about my kids' future. I know that the IPCC report um, says we have about 12 years to try to get a handle on climate change or, and transition society off of fossil fuels. So I'm just very uh, worried. My daughter is going to be 23 in 12 years. Like, what's, what's her life going to be like? So that's why I'm here. I just, I want, um, and I'm really inspired when I see what, you know, Greta Thunberg is doing and other young activists. It just really inspires me and makes me feel like I need to, I need to show up for my kids now. So you mentioned 12 years. Uh, Diane Feinstein said to the young people, we're not going to turn this around in 10 years. What would you say to Diane Feinstein? We have to try. Uh, we can't, we can't have the, it, as a friend of mine likes to say, it's the art of the possible. We have to go with what is possible. And what, when we don't actually know yet what is possible. So we don't get to say, we, don't, we can't just already decide what our limitations are before we even try. Oh my God, we're all, there's people leaning out the windows and clapping for this large group of young people. And I, I find this so inspiring. And they support the young people. So what would, what would you say is the importance? Sam Spielman and I go to Berkeley High. The green team at my school was very proactive about like getting students to come and stuff like that. What are you holding? Is this a little instrument? Yeah, I was just kind of jumping. Just kind of like playing on it like this. So yeah, it's a little. So it's like it's old. That's old school uh, pots and pans. Yeah, I actually I initially had a sign. And then someone else asked me if I could hold this because they were getting tired of playing it. What did your sign say? Um, it said something along the lines of, like, save the world for your grandchildren. Do you imagine that we're going to be able to save the world for your grandchildren? If we act now, and now is really the last time to do anything. We got to, I mean, there's not much the individual person can do. 
like if one person decides to go all green and try to produce no waste whatsoever, one, it's going to be extremely hard because our society is not built like that. And two, we, um, it, it's not going to make much of a difference because just one person. And you, there's no way you're going to get like a whole city, nevertheless a country, to live entirely green in the way our society is formed. And stuff like power and stuff like cars, like we can have those without, without polluting the environment. Just we don't. And the reason for that is because the big companies, they want to keep making money off of fossil fuels. So we have to get them to wake the fuck up and to realize that it is possible to sell cars and sell energy without polluting the, the planet. So the government really has to step in here. And the Green New Deal is the proposal that actually does what we need to happen to the climate. It's when we convince these big companies that hold all the power and the ones who are polluting the planet, then that's when we make a difference. Politicians are pretending global warming doesn't exist or it's, it's not a problem. It is a problem, and it is a problem right now. It is not something for future generations to deal with. We have to deal with it now. My name is Olivia McCabe. I go to San Rafael High School, which is in Marin County, so I ferried over here from there. So what inspired you to personally come to the march today? I feel like it's kind of a, a no-brainer for me. Climate change is the most pressing issue of the modern world in any way. It affects every single person, and there is a clear-cut system of changes we can make that we know exist, um, and we're just not making them. Um, and I think I, knowing that we were going to be passing the offices of Nancy Pelosi and the offices of Diane Feinstein, um, that was a really big incentive because uh, those are two uh, female people in power who I, you know, I want to respect and, and admire and vote for, but uh, the cha the actions that they've taken are disheartening, and I we need to change. Speaking of voting, your sign is unique and original. I'd like you yeah. to tell me a little bit about the sign. Yeah. So my sign says, today I turn 18 by election day, so will 10 million Americans, and we're voting. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. What an amazing way to celebrate your birthday with all of these youths who share your beliefs. Yeah, no, it's really, really special. I, I love protests and I love marching and I haven't been able to do it as much as I wanted to. Um, and I thought that since this is a political cause and this is the first day I can be a, you know, voting member of society, I think this is my first vote that I'm casting, essentially. The elections, their big one is 2020. So how do you feel about uh, voting in this next very significant uh, national election? I'm I'm very excited. I think I've, I really, I was... I was really upset that I couldn't vote in the midterms. I was upset I couldn't vote in 2016. And I am going to do all my research, and I'm going to be as active as I can and vote the way that I believe we need to. How do you believe Americans should be voting right now? I have my own personal beliefs. I think that we need to be voting for candidates who are not uh, safe, who are not necessarily the safe candidates for the Democratic Party, but the candidates who actually know what they're doing and are actually going to cause change. I think one of the biggest issues that I've had with the with oh, with Feinstein and with uh, Pelosi uh, in this in recently is that they seem to be. Uh, saying that they're all for uh, climate regulation and they're all for social change, but when it comes down to it, they seem to be making compromises that don't reflect that, which is why I really love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez um, and Beto O'Rourke, who seem to be unapologetic uh, about what they believe in. So now that you are a constituent, 
What would your message to Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein be? I would just like to say that we're coming. We know what we're doing, and we're out here. If you don't make the changes that we need to literally survive, uh, we'll make them for you. And as as somebody who's a couple generations older than you, I just want to tell you how much you inspire me, and I want to encourage you to continue doing this kind of work and showing up. Yeah, thank you so much. I plan on doing it for the rest of my life, really. The march has reached Union Square, and Youth versus Apocalypse has taken the stage, and they've started to begin their speeches to the crowd. It's so inspiring to hear these youth leaders speak out with such confidence and such intelligence. I don't understand why politicians are not listening because they have something to say and they've done their homework. So now we're going to listen to Isha from Youth versus Apocalypse. I wrote a speech, but you know, I had something else on my mind when I was walking that I just kind of want to talk about. I'm just, I am so, so, so inspired by everyone here. Like, Oh my God, this is, this is incredible. Like, this is a momentous thing. I think that, you know, as young people, we're told that we're too rowdy or moody or uneducated or we just don't care about things. But obviously we do because we are leading a movement to save the earth, a entire planet. We are representing this entire planet. That is a big deal. We are the earth protectors, the youth. We are the earth protectors. I just got to keep saying that. And you know, like I say many times, I'm going to just do the speech that I wrote. And if I feel like yelling in between, I will. Okay. How many of you have heard an adult tell you that you need to stay out of grown folks business? How many of you have been told to stay in a child's place? Me too. But I'm here to tell you that this is a child's place. A child's place is with a fist and voice raised for justice. A child's place is in every important conversation, especially when it concerns our future. A child's place is at the table where their futures are being discussed. Young people and people of color need to be in the front of all movements, but especially this one. This movement is about our futures and the futures of the next generations. We are in a climate crisis. We have been in a climate crisis. We have 12 years. That's it. There is no room for denial or fear. We have seen the drought, the fires, the asthma attacks, the floods, the mudslides, the hurricanes, the cancer. We have 12 years to save this planet, the only planet that we have. There is no planet B, C, or D. The cycle of destruction ends now. (laughs) 
start respecting and loving the earth. Time to show gratitude for all that she has done for us. And guess what? She hears us. It is so beautiful today. Mother Earth has heard our calls. Adults have heard our calls. Politicians have heard our calls. The nation, the world, this is because of us. I am so proud. All of you inspire me so much. You've come today to use your voice, your body, and your ears for justice, for the earth, and for the future. Our grandchildren thank us. I know that a lot of us feel scared, and oftentimes that fear makes us shut down. But I urge you to channel that fear into drive. Tell yourself that there is no other option but to stop this climate crisis, because there isn't. Make yourself believe that we will win because we will. With that drive, we can do anything. It is time for justice. It is time for truth. It is time for solidarity. It is time for allyship. It is time for the people most impacted to be the loudest. to give it up from, for Samantha. She's 12 years old from Oakland, California.
really need to let me finish. <laughs> the future will belong in our hands because it is our responsibility and it is our own. Not some reckless adult who can't handle themselves. Not to the people saying that there isn't money to fund our future because if you think that you can leave us with a messed up planet, you are a fool and you're a murderer. You're killing every single youth in this crowd. And you're the one to hold that guilt. You're the one that's at fault. So don't even think to call us little. Because little do you know. <laughs> Big things start little. Us kids started little. But look at us now, standing up for what is right. Standing up for our future. We are here to make a difference because we want to live. Our future generation is at stake. If we keep destroying the earth, we will. Well, we are at stake. If we keep increasing global warming, we're putting everything and everyone we love down. If we don't take drastic measures now, humanity will not last. Just because we are humans does not negate the fact that we can go extinct. Because we can, just like any other species. That is why we must start now by not letting climate change destroy us. Because I said, big things start little. And future changes are just us kids wanting a better future. This speech leads down to what I want. It's what we want as the youth. We don't want climate change, global warming, or anything that destroys our earth. What we do want is clean air because clean air leads to a better future. And we must have responsible and aware leaders if we want a better future. So please listen carefully to what we say because it does affect everyone. It affects wildlife. It affects me. It affects us. It affects you. This is the only earth there is, so we must protect it. We demand a future, even if it means fighting to the day we die. Wow, these kids are my heroes and sheroes. I am so impressed. Now it's Hannah's turn on stage from Youth vs. Apocalypse. Let's listen. I understand what we're here for, and it's for this climate change, but it's also for the Green New Deal. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how the Green New Deal is going to help us people of color and us people who are not economically stable for a minute, all right? Our country is at a very pivotal time where what we do today will define how we live tomorrow. We are all here today because we have this common goal of securing our future and having a clean and livable planet. But in order to go forward ethically, we need to acknowledge the generations of communities of color who have constantly suffered from pollution. You see, the idea of actually living and growing up in a polluted community is what has brought us here. But what we forget is that many communities of color have been living like this for years. job as the youth to not only acknowledge this struggle, but to find a solution for this struggle. 
communities like West Oakland and Flint, Michigan and Fresno. The Green New Deal is a part of that solution. Y'all don't have to yell after after everything I do. It's, it's okay. I know your voice is heard. Mine does too. Um, so before I go, I'm going to invite you guys into my spiritual living room for a second. And um, this is something I wrote to my God, so just stay with me, y'all. You don't have to clap after every line. They have chosen profit over lives. Fill our air with lust and greed. Drown us in smoke. Their punches, pipelines, in your holy ground. They make bats from the walls of your temples, burning your sacred scriptures. Feed the beasts that trample the people, for this land has become defiled, polluted with coal and oil and with blood from brown and black bodies, women, children, and men. The beasts that live among us discriminate in their hate, using my brothers and sisters as shields from the earth's bullets. They have brought punishment upon us. We pay for crimes that we didn't even commit. In this battleground, a war is being fought and lives are being lost. Will people of color ever get to breathe, drink from the rivers of our ancestors? And if this is Egypt, will he send us Moses, take us to the promised land where water runs freely and air is always clean and healthcare just ain't for the rich and white, where creation can eat the fruit of their labor, the produce stolen from their back pockets, where single mothers don't have to work three jobs. No more emergency room visits or water bottles in the bathtub. We are fighting. You are soldiers because we are going to the promised land. Thank you. My name is Hannah Estrada. I'm 15 years old and I am a member of Youth Versus Apocalypse, an environmental activist group. Also, can you tell me what city you're from? I'm from San Francisco. So if you could tell me about what it was like to be surrounded by all these other youths who came out for the climate march. Um, it's been an amazing feeling. My throat, my throat hurts, that's the only part. Um, and my feet a little bit, but it's, it's amazing to see these many youth come out and care and these many, this, this amount of adults that have shown up in solidarity to support us. It's crazy how we quite literally shut down the streets. Um, I've never been a part of anything like this, or I've never been surrounded by these many youth so ready and willing to fight for a cause like this. So it's very inspiring, and it warms my heart. So you brought up a really interesting point, um, that there's a lot of adults here to support the youth movement. So what is the significance you know, to you of why adults need to step up and support this youth movement. As teenagers, we are not always taken seriously. People don't always listen to what they what we say, and, and even when we do say something, we're often written off as emotional or delusional or too young to understand, um, which is really disappointing and disheartening. And I, I feel like it's important that adults come to say, we recognize you, we understand how you feel, we recognize those feelings, and we're not going to invalidate those feelings or, or diminish those feelings. I feel like that's very important also because technically we can't vote. So um, the adults coming out and just being like, it just it's nice knowing that we have adults that are going to vote for the right thing and, and push for the right thing and we're not all going to have to do it just by ourselves. It's, it's just a nice feeling just to have, have that older person support you because they've been through life much longer. So, In terms of adults doing the right thing or not doing the right thing, um, let's talk about climate action and um, climate legislation. What do you think that elected officials should be doing about the Green New Deal and climate legislation? First off, I think the Green New Deal should be passing 
but our how politically how this government works is is very disheartening. But I think I am hoping it will go through. But um, I think in terms of climate change, we should be we should be giving everything to fighting against it. There is not, not one resource we shouldn't be giving to this fight. There is we don't have time to contemplate how much money we're gonna how much money companies are gonna lose or who we're gonna make angry because we're making the earth angry and the earth's anger is is lashing out on us on its people not i feel like that's what people don't realize is it's not just going to affect a few people in certain areas this is going to affect all of us it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are how much money you have the earth is not going to be like there's a rich person i'm gonna leave him alone that's not how this is going to work and i feel like at the same time we need to do a radical change like we also have to keep in mind that Many communities are still suffering from pollution and suffering from other things in America. And so we have to we have to be able to fight climate change and fight for our people who are suffering from other things besides climate change at the same time. We don't we we shouldn't be waiting. Let's wait until we're done fighting climate change to help these communities of color who have been suffering for so long. We shouldn't be doing that. That's a really interesting point and that was a point that you brought up while you were just on stage and you said that communities of color have been dealing with environmental injustices for a long time not just now not just in the last few years that we've started to feel climate impacts so what is the significance to you of this youth movement youth versus apocalypse being led by people of color i think it's important that youth of color are at the front lines of this movement because it goes back to this whole idea of we don't see a lot of youth of color being represented in the media or in the news. And when we do, it's because they're doing bad stuff or they're getting locked up or they're getting shot. We need some some news that's uplifting and warming. And look at all these young people of color coming together for their communities and speaking on a stage and running stuff and doing things for the good of the people. Not, you know, I feel like pe- youth of color are portrayed in a certain way in the media and they're not represented in the way they should be represented. So they should, it is our job, you know, to give them that space and give them that front lines and, and for them to take that front lines and be like, we're going to be represented in the way that is proper, in the way that we are. And I just feel like also because, again, communities of color suffer from this. So as a person of color, it's kind of your, your your job, your duty to stand up for that and, and speak. And I feel like a lot of young kids of color at home will watch it and see other kids of color and be like, if they can do it, I can do it too. It's kind of like a, a big domino effect of, of how things can happen and change. When Youth versus Apocalypse did approach Diane Feinstein in her office, one of your members of your organization said that we need to turn this around in 12 years. And Diane Feinstein said, we're not going to do that in 10 years. Um, what, what would you say about the urgency of this situation and why the politicians need to take action now? So basically, I look at it as like this. Everything in our earth is very much connected. Our ecosystems are very much connected. Everything in our earth is very much connected. So we have this domino effect of if one species becomes extinct, then it's going to affect all the other species across the world. And so scientists told us this is going to happen. And so now what we're seeing is that we're having weather patterns faster and more harsh than they predicted. It's unprecedented of, of how harsh and terrible these weather patterns are. And scientists scientists knew this was going to happen, but they weren't expecting it this quickly. And what's happening is, for example, um, when ice is melting, sometimes when ice melts, it turns like a gray color. And so now the sun is not able to reflect the way it needs to, and it's being absorbed and melting faster, faster than it should be melting. So it's kind of like, it's this big domino effect 
of once one thing falls down, falls down, everything's gonna start falling down. And for this idea of oh, we have 50 years, we have 100 years, we really don't because we can already see the effects of it now. We just had a ton of wildfires in California where you couldn't go outside and. Literally, you looked in the sky and it was just straight orange smoke all day, every day. These are not normal things. And to think that they are is, is foolish and small-minded. If you had the chance to talk to Diane Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi, our elected officials, what would you say to them? We're not here to speak bad about them or to, like, get them thrown out of office or ruin their career or their reputations. We're not. We're really not. We need them on our side. Um, but, you know, Senator Feinstein has already had a successful career. She's already accomplished things and done things. So in terms of, of her future, she, she's already done a lot, you know. We're like 15 years old. We haven't done a lot yet. We want to have that chance to do a lot. And, and we need people on our side to give us that chance. And we just want her to understand where we're coming from, how scary this is for us. I'm 15 years old. I shouldn't have to be thinking how I'm going to have to live in the future. I should be thinking about what colleges I'm going to go to and what major I'm going to choose. So please understand that, that you know, this, this anger and this passion that we all have in the crowd is not because, and we're not trying to, you know, direct it at you as a person. We're trying to direct it at you as our representative. As someone who can say, you know what, let's sit down and make a plan for the youth. Because she has that power. You have that power. So we're asking you to use that power for us, for, for the future of this, not just this country, but for the world. So, yeah. So I told one of your colleagues in Youth vs. Apocalypse how inspired I am as someone who is a few generations older than you. And I just want to thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing and for all of your courage that you're taking to be a leader in this movement. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you guys, too, as adults. It's not easy to do all this by ourselves. We've had a lot of adult allies come in and, and help us out. So it's, it's, we really thank you for coming out and, and being a part of this. So I just want to say that if, if that's the future, we're in good hands. I am so inspired by these youths who've come out here today to march the streets of San Francisco, to be seen, to take space, and to be, and to be heard, to stand here on the steps of Union Square. There's helicopters circling around. Like I said, there's people leaning out their windows to, you know, to see what the commotion is all about. And people are listening because these, as you've heard, these young people, they have something to say. They feel strongly. They have strong emotions about the future, about if there is even going to be a future. And so I, as an adult, I lend my support wholeheartedly to this youth movement. I'm inspired by all of them who've come out here today, who've been strong and brave to come out here today to put their bodies on the line for what they care about, which is basically a safe home for all of us. This has been a pleasure for me to, to share these stories about the youth climate movement here in San Francisco, California on March 15th, which is the day of the global climate strike. So that was my coverage of the youth climate strike held in San Francisco, California, in response to Congress's inaction surrounding the Green New Deal. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. This episode was produced and edited by me, Kristen Tiesch, and the theme music today was by Backstage Lights. 
For more information about Youth vs. Apocalypse, please head over to our show notes page at wildlensinc.org eoc-176. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you were as inspired as I was by these youth climate activists.